Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I asked Joe, I asked him, did you see Tucker last night? And Joe says no. And I said, well, man, the first segment was wild about how the Chinese have been paying big news outlets like the New York Times, for instance, to run pro-China stories. And it it almost seemed too good to be true, actually too bad to be true. Like, how have I not heard this anywhere else but Tucker? So I was kind of waiting to see if it burbled up anywhere else uh, to give it a little more veracity. I mean, just because Tucker's the only one covering it doesn't mean it's necessarily false. But... Um, I have to do more digging when it's only in one source to sure. determine whether something's true or not. But you came across it somewhere? Yeah, I'd come across it uh, probably a week ago. I've been sitting on the story waiting mm. for the right moment to bring it to ye. Now is that moment. Well, we had Hanson working on audio. Do we have any audio? I don't think um, that's been communicated to us. Oh, uh, you, So you couldn't hear him talking that whole no. time? No. Okay. No. Well, I could hear him talking. Uh, yeah, we, for some reason I can't hear him in my headphones. What's going on? Yeah. So we, we do, but it'd be uh, he, his belief was it'd be just as good for us to just... Uh, Repeat the facts. Beautiful. Fabulous. So here are the facts. And this article happens to focus on uh, the awful Time magazine, which failed to disclose Chinese government funding for content published in its most recent print edition. The this, this should doom you as a news organization. That, yes, that, it should. What you just said should be enough to end your business. It's much more widespread than you might think, though. So the magazine's late June double issue included an insert from China Daily, a media outlet controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. Disclosures on the insert labeled it as an advertisement and note that additional information is on file with the DOJ, Washington, D.C. Chinese government funding for China Daily is not mentioned. China Daily, by the way, registers with the Justice Department under the Foreign Agents Registration Act, a law aimed at tracking foreign government influence. Was this one of those ads? I hate this. This happened. USA Today does this all the time. Is this one of those ads where way down in the corner it says advertisement, but it looks like a a page of the newspaper or the magazine that ought yeah, to be or a, a special feature yeah that ought to be against the law somehow yeah see what's happening is news outlets are partnering with china daily for money and the concern is that they're spreading propaganda in the west some companies including the new york times and the wall street journal have ended content sharing deals with china daily because it is controlled by the chinese government but they used to do it Both the left New York Times and the right-leaning Wall Street Journal had these agreements. The outlet has paid millions of dollars to publish content in Western magazines and newspapers, print, and online editions. Time began working with China Daily last year. Foreign agent disclosures filed by China Daily in May show the outlet paid Time $700,000 over the past six months. By far the highest outlay to any American news company, Time has been notably soft on the communist Chinese. Hard on Trump, but a lot of people are hard on Trump. That doesn't prove anything. But uh, in addition to the print inserts, the magazine publishes sponsored China Daily content to its website, which also does not acknowledge Chinese government funding. Let me tell you how that works in the the real world, how this can work. Because years ago, apparently Amtrak had somehow made a commercial buy on uh, one of the radio stations we're on, and I had bad-mouthed Amtrak, uh, as I often do, because it's a uh, 
from the beginning failure uh, that taxpayers support for some reason. But uh, I was talking about that, and a sales guy stopped me in the hall and said, hey, you know Amtrak spent blah, blah, blah last month? So take it easy on Amtrak. That that happens. Oh, yeah. I didn't, and I won't, um, because that's not the way our show works. But you know that happened at Time Magazine. And the more money gets thrown around, the more likely it is that somebody at Time says, yeah, well, we will, we'll, we'll pass on the anti-China story. Yeah, I mean, if, if a famously struggling publisher is hit with $700,000 over the course of six months, you know it's going to affect editorial decisions, especially these days. Now, it's worth noting, much of the China Daily content does not appear to be aggressive Chinese propaganda, but many of the articles portray life in China and Chinese culture as just sunshiny and wonderful. Some of the paid China content, China daily content, has drawn criticism from advocacy groups because of its clear political agenda. Time published one China daily article last December, you may remember it, that touted drones made by a company called DJI for use in agriculture. The article appeared days after the Trump administration placed DJI on a trade blacklist out of concerns that the company's drones posed a national security threat to the U.S. Well, the the examples Tucker had were uh, COVID-related, including an article, was it the New York Times? I think it was. But anyway, articles on, uh, you know, downplaying the whole leak from a lab thing early on. And also one well into the pandemic uh, in which the headline, the result is in, and China had the best response to the COVID, embarrassing in the United States. And then the, all the verbiage was about how the, the United States once believed to be blah, 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 didn't handle COVID, whereas China was able to control the virus. I mean, just complete wow. BS. Bullshit. Propaganda. And uh, propaganda that is all yeah. about propping up an evil. And you can't say that with enough capital letters or loud enough evil country. Well, evil uh, government running the country. Um, the, the Chinese, I mean, that should not, that, that should, that should be treason to run a story like that in the United States for money. There's a fair amount of desperate times calling for desperate measures. Some of these publications, websites, whatever you want to call them, are desperate, and so they're doing desperate things like getting bribed by the most evil regime on Earth. But China Daily also sponsored content in the Financial Times, the L.A. Times, hello, Foreign Policy Magazine, according to Foreign Agent Disclosures. There are Tibetan advocacy groups that are pissed off at foreign policy because there was a series of articles last month that touted, commun- that touted rather Communist Party policies in Tibet and how enlightened they were. That's, that was sponsored by the Chinese communists. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's, that's pretty amazing. How much of what you've read that's critical of the U.S. or soft on China is because that publication, that website, that news organization is getting bribed by the commies? Unfreaking believable. So, um, next segment, we'll talk about the World Health Organization's big uh, announcement about a moratorium on COVID boosters. Some of the details on that are kind of interesting, and we'll see if you agree with their move or not. Three big birthdays today. Three big birthdays. What order should I give them in? Is it celebrity birthdays? Do we have theme music? Happy birthday. Is it your birthday today? You share it with blah, blah, blah. You share if, if it's your birthday today, you share it with the U.S. Coast Guard, who is two, 231 years old. You share it with the world's oldest panda, who is 35. Mm, considerably younger than the Coast Guard. <laughs> he says, trying desperately to take this seriously. The Coast Guard thing is nice. Happy birthday, Coast Guard. 
And also uh, the 40th president of the United States, is that right? 42nd. Which one are you talking about? <laughs> 44th. 44th president of the United States, Barack Obama, hmm. uh, is 60 today. Obama! And the story is out that he's Older still, than the panda, yet younger than the Coast Guard. He's 18 years younger than the current president. He hasn't been president for five years, and he's still uh-huh. 18 years younger than the current president. That's amazing. He served two terms. Served two terms, yeah. Um, I wasn't born here. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Barack Obama's 60, and uh, the story out today is that they're scaling back the size of the big birthday bash this weekend because of uh, COVID concerns. I think it they're scaling it back because of press concerns as the media jumped all over the 475 guests and 200 servants, which was going to give you about 700 people there, even if wow. it is in your backyard. And, of course, the idea that people aren't going to be mingling in your house and going to the bathroom or, you know, hanging out in the kitchen or anything like that. Silly. Speaking moistly on each other. I don't right. have a problem with it, by the way. If vaccinated people want to show up to a party with other vaccinated people, then go ahead. Oh, hey, that reminds me. Did you hear that? One of the reasons for the new mask mandates that are going on all all over the place is that big outbreak in Massachusetts where 75% of the people who got the vid were already vaccinated. It caused panic. It caused consternation. Have you heard the story behind the story? Yeah, Dan Crenshaw was tweeting out about that over the weekend because they were using this as the excuse of the, the, the data for it. See how deadly it is even if you've been vaccinated. Yeah, well, there's more to it than you've heard. A lot more to it. Awesome. So we can do all that next hour. That fits in with the WHO announcement from moments ago. I think we'll do it this hour, won't we? I mean, uh, next segment. I meant next yes. segment. Did I say next hour? Tomorrow. You lied. We'll do it tomorrow is when we'll do it. We'll do it in our next life. We'll do it live next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Where is the cat? Did the cat leave the field? No. Still there. Past the Oriole dugout. All right. Uh-oh. Now we're going to have to pause play. Look at this thing go. This is faster than anybody on the Yankees. There you go. This poor cat. Yeah. Pretty scared right the now. crowd cheers. They need to open up the door. Let him yeah. in. Come on. Put him in o- the bullpen. Open the door. Come on. He can give you an inning. <laughs> That cat is going to be exhausted. Ouch. Let's go. Oh, my goodness. Two times, the cat was right near the bullpen door, and they kept the door closed. Makes no sense. Now MVP chance. (laughs) Can't make this up. There you go. You can't make oh, a I like the announcer criticizing their play of the cat. Twice it's been near the bullpen door, and twice they've left it shut. Come on. What's the matter with this team? You can't make this up. You can't make up a cat. I think you can make up a cat. Uh, I like the crowd chanting MVP as the cat runs around the field. Yes. Where was Kevin Harlan when you needed him, though? The cat reverses field. The cat is heading for third base. The cat is clearly out of the baseline. Um, the Delta variant has now reached half of China's regions. That's kind of interesting. Uh, we'll never know how many people got or died of COVID in China. We'll nope. never know. 
Nope. I guarantee it was a heck of a lot more than they're reporting and a lot more than the United States. But anyway, World Health Organization out with a big announcement they called just moments ago for a moratorium on coronavirus booster vaccinations until the end of September so that vaccine supplies can be focused on helping less wealthy countries to vaccinate against at least 10% of their populations. Yeah, they don't want the rich countries hanging on to their excess uh, supply. Yeah, the problem I have with that is, are we going to end up keeping people... Well, the the, the information on booster shots is still pretty, uh, pretty squishy. Uh-huh. Like, there's some belief. There are some, there are some studies that say it wears off a lot faster than we thought it would, and that, like, a lot of these breakthrough cases are people like, you know, like Lindsey Graham, who got it the other day, the crowd that got it right away in December, well, they're a full nine months into it, the vaccine now. And uh-huh. so those people it might be wearing off on, and that's why you're getting the breakthrough cases. Maybe. I don't know. But I, 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 I get concerned that, will wait years to try to get some of these s-hole countries, pardon the expression, up to 10% vaccinated for all kinds of different reasons of how difficult it is to distribute in a war-torn region full of of, uh, corruption. And meanwhile, you got vaccine just sitting on the shelves when people could be getting their booster shots. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, something tells me that the stakes are high enough, especially for politicians in the West, that they'll say, yeah, that's uh, that's a good little goal you got there, but uh, we're going to make sure our people get the shot. Okay. I think I think practicality will win the day. It's rare, but uh, I think in this case it will. We'll see. Uh, so this is just a great article at The Spectator. ABC News published a story on Thursday, headlined, CDC mask decision followed stunning findings from Cape Cod Beach outbreak. The article by Ann Flaherty and Ariel Metropolis explained how more than 800 people, three quarters of whom had already been vaccinated, Stunning. tested positive for the coronavirus in the aftermath of Fourth of July celebrations in Provincetown, Massachusetts. Run for your lives! Now, tested positive for the coronavirus is very different from being sick. Just because it's on you doesn't mean it's getting you. The initial findings of the investigation led by the Massachusetts Department of Public Health in conjunction with the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention seemed to have huge implications, the ABC News account said. It explained that the Cape Cod outbreak, quote, was among the pieces of new evidence behind the CDC's decision to ask Americans to wear masks indoors, even if they're vaccinated. Now we get to the fun part. The ABC News article was more than 800 words long, but somehow the reporters never found an opportunity to mention two highly relevant words, bear week. Provincetown is to gay fellas what Mecca is to Muslims. And the annual week-long gathering of thousands of bears, that would be husky, uh, uh, often hairy gay fellers, who packed into crowded bars immediately follows the 4th of July holiday. So this Cape Cod Beach outbreak, to use the euphemism of ABC News, was atypical to say the least, and certainly a poor test case to justify inflicting renewed mask mandates on the entire nation. I have been to P-Town. It is very gay. Did you uh, go to Bear Week? No, I was actually there with uh, my wife before we were married. It so is I perhaps- was with a girl in the gayest town in America. Allegedly. It is perhaps unfair to single out ABC News for its deception, lying by omission about the circumstances that spawned the outbreak, since nearly all the major media outlets followed the same dishonest narrative without knowing that involved thousands of hard-partying gay men. The news consumer lacks the context to properly understand this incident of widespread breakthrough infections. Now, keep in mind, this does, uh, there's not an 
a letter of this article that is in any way anti-gay. That's not the point at all. The guy who blew the whistle on this media malpractice was a gay rights activist named Peter Staley. In his Twitter thread, he complained that everyone is missing the horny bear in the room and noted that 85% of the patients in Provincetown outbreak were male. There was also blunt appraisal of the outbreak from columnist Andrew Sullivan, a gay man who actually lives in Provincetown. Is Provincetown Andrew Sullivan our... lives in P-Town. That's interesting. He oh. does, brah. Anyway. <laughs> interesting. He writes, is Provincetown our future? Count me skeptical. In 4th of July week, the town was completely swamped this year, followed swiftly by Bear Week. Lines for the bars lasted for blocks. The bars themselves were packed. The weather was dreadful, forcing most of the crowd to pack tightly inside. A tiny town built for a few thousand residents has to absorb 40,000 in peak season. One bar in particular, the home for a dance party with the inspired name of... F-A-G, Bash, resembles a kind of dank dungeon where sweat drips from the ceiling and mold reaches up the walls. It might have been designed for viral transmission. A big swath of the crowd had also come from the Pride Week party in New York City and were likely not, shall we say, at their immunological best. It was a muggy viral heaven in a classic post-plague burst of bacchanalia. Hmm. It doesn't indicate what's going to happen in your town at all. Unless you're having Bear Week also. Uh, let me check my local calendar. <laughs> oh, I don't, you know, I don't care if you're, you're a bear or not. You're welcome in my town. Have a big old time. Just don't give each other the vid. Mm. Uh, yeah, that detail was left out of the story uh, of every version that I read. Every single one. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I didn't really care about the outcome. I was just happy that I made the routine and then I got to compete one more time. So why the beam? Because I didn't have to twist or do anything. So it was very much at a less risk, especially if I could do a different beam dismount. What do you think the biggest misconception was about your decision? That I was at no risk and mental health isn't a serious issue. That it was basically a cop-out. But the girls saw me in training. My coaches saw me in training. Like, I physically couldn't do it safely. And it's because I was getting so lost in the air. Well, here's what's so confusing about the Simone Biles situation. That was Simone Biles. If is she's saying, she's saying two things side by side that have nothing to do with each other. She's saying she had a mental health problem. A mental illness problem, if you will. Uh, but the problem was the twisties. Meaning, as she's twisting, flipping through the air, she gets disoriented. I, I don't think the twisties among gymnasts is a mental health issue. That was odd. It's just uh, two things that didn't match. I'm sorry, I just walked back into the room. Hit the hit the door. Hey, everybody. Hey, it's Jack. I'd run to the restroom and... Uh... Anyway, I'm slow in getting back. So you uh, played the clip from Simone Biles explaining? Yeah. What did she say, more or less? It was just, it was odd. Go ahead and play it one more time, Michael. I didn't really care about yeah. the outcome. I was just yeah. happy this, that this I made the okay. routine and then I got to compete one more time. So why the beam? Because I didn't have to twist or do anything. Yeah. So it was very much at a less risk, especially if I could do a different beam dismount. What do you think the biggest misconception was about your decision? That I was at no risk and mental health isn't a serious issue. 
that it was basically a cop-out. But the girls saw me in training, my coaches saw me in training, like I physically couldn't do it safely. And it's because I was getting so lost in the air. Okay, yeah. And that's a mental health issue? Yeah, I see the disconnect. Okay, so it's a completely just part of your sport thing. Then it's a mental issue. Then it's back to being part of your sport. And I understand the danger thing. I I am not debating that at all. She felt like she was at risk and it wasn't safe. Well, God bless her. She'd made the right decision. But then what was all that talk about the pressure of being the goat in the face of the Olympics and I couldn't handle it? Does pressure bring on the twisties? I don't know. I don't know what she's talking about. Uh, Well, she's got a brand to protect because if, you know, I don't know how much of America is going with the, the version of you choked. That's part of sports and usually we don't like hold that up as like something to admire i mean you know i i choke i'm the biggest choker in the world at all sports um uh, that's why i'm no good at it but that's part of the whole thing well what it is varies from sport to sport but if you don't have it anymore that's not unique and that's not mental health although if it's like a concentration thing well that's that's too bad and i sympathize and you're yeah. a great champion but it's not a tragedy it happens to us all no i didn't i didn't i didn't finish my thought my point wasn't like i have no need to beat up on simone biles for anything but um she's got a brand that she's going to try to make money off right. of forever mm-hmm. like you know there are still uh, dorothy hamill still does hair care stuff and she was an olympian when i was like five years old i mean you you live off of that stuff forever pitching various products but if half the country thinks you're just somebody who choked that's not going to be as good for selling car insurance or cell phone coverage or whatever so i gotta believe that her people want to manage that story pretty well so it doesn't look like it was that and they're having meetings with her about that, absolutely guaranteed. So there's a story that's come out that her aunt died, and so I saw that be portrayed as, you know, because nobody's going to beat her up for her. She couldn't handle her aunt dying, but it became pretty clear as you read the story that that happened like days after she bowed out of the original competition. So yeah. because the quote from her is, wow, could this week get any worse because she'd already quit the 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 team competition so that they tried to trot that out as a, as a, a sympathetic reason because yeah, they're trying to keep go- her brand healthy yeah there's something going on here that's not clear and i think it's probably that, that her branding people and maybe I, she i knew from the, the beginning coaches. i told everybody for the beginning nobody's listening to me she's on the hooch Oh, boy. Drinker. Oh, big it. drinker. Simone no, Miles. the idea was she goes out with one more big win, then she retires, becomes an enormous brand in America. But and, and maybe she knew she didn't have it anymore. But she felt like the for, the corporate forces behind her were pushing her for one more Olympics. Maybe that's it. Well, what she did. That finally fits. That theory fits. Yeah, that what she did have was a handle of vodka. That's what she had. Oh, would you stop it? Is she on the hooch? Exactly. She's on the hooch. Um, no, I don't Smoke, know. Smoking a hippie lettuce, no, maybe, to ganj. I do agree. I think there is some story that's not being reported. Yeah, agree. Um, Man, we have got such a problem with getting people to work. Uh, we got a serious labor problem in this country, and I don't know how it's going to get fixed. Uh, the airlines, you're gonna, you might notice this yourself if you, if you book a flight soon. I'll tell you about that in just a second. Simone Biles was trying to simply be safe. You should try simply safe. Home security. Huh? That was one of my worst efforts. Yeah, I'm not sure that was any good. 
But so here's the deal with Simply Safe. You set it up yourself. It's a home security system. This is not a toy, though. It's not a lesser system just because it's simpler. It's better. Better people, better technology. And just because you know us, you can get a free security camera. We'll tell you about that in a second. So if you go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong, it'll take you about two minutes to customize a system to your home on their website. Then it'll come to you in the mail and you set it up yourself. And then you know what you've got? Fire, burglar, burglary. Medical emergency, whatever your situation is, you're going to get help for that, including help for setting up the system if you want. Maybe you can call for help on how to say burglary. <laughs> get yourself one of those delicious burglaries. <laughs> Just visit simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. You get a free security camera because you know us. Also, you get a 60-day risk-free trial, so there's nothing to lose. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. 60-day risk-free trial. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Um... I'll do this story first. North Korea is giving its people rice reserved for wartime use. They're digging into their military rice reserves because people are starving. they got a food shortage in North Korea. This isn't the first time that's ever happened. They've had a couple of different food shortages where millions starve to death. They're always pretty much on the verge of starving. Mass starvation and social chaos have not been reported yet. But observers expect a further deterioration of North Korea's food situation until the autumn harvest. Uh, ongoing heat wave and drought have wiped out rice, corn, and other crops and killed livestock in North Korea. And this is, you know, for a country that was already people getting into fistfights over the last grain of rice. Yeah. And then uh, we mentioned on the podcast that the Kim Jong-un was out looking seriously thinner and with a wound on the back of his head and a big bandage. So nobody's exactly sure what's going on there. Yeah. Maybe he got in a fistfight over a grain of rice. Maybe he decided uh, being fat during a famine with millions of people dying was not a good look either. Maybe he ought to, like, hit the gym. Maybe he was starving himself. He fell down and cracked his head open. It happens. You could make that calculation, couldn't you? Now's not a good time to be a fat guy when millions of my countrymen are starving to death. I wonder if some general finally got up the guts to say, Hey, oh, uh, wise leader, uh, we got an issue around here. People are starting to talk. So American Airlines had to cancel 350 flights. That's a lot of flights. 11% of its schedule. At least part of it seems to be due to a lack of pilots, according to a company log. Yeah, that's what I hear. Crews stranded in many places around the country, unable to get to assigned flights, so it just keeps building and building on itself. Um, On Monday, Florida-based Spirit Airlines scrapped 330 flights. That's 42% of its schedule. Jeez. You're practically out of business when you cancel 42% of your flights. Not very spirited. I've never flown spirit. Nor I. Is that like an open cockpit? You have to wear the leather helmet and the goggles? It's an open uh, cabin. You just have to hold. they got poles. You hold on. Uh, The union representing American pilots accused the airline's management of poor planning and not having enough employees. But I don't know. Is this part of the whole employee shortage thing? I don't know. Got no bathrooms either. They've just got like a trench in the middle of the the plane with a a drain. Drains out the bottom of the plane, so everybody just goes where they are. I'd be cool. I'd be cool with a trough on a plane if it was all dudes. Jeez, we just have a trough in the middle. Troughs are demeaning. They're despicable. I hate them. But I have seen thousands of naked males. Oh, that's there's true colors podcast. Uh, All my favorite bars have troughs. You can have them. It's not why they're in my favorite bars, but my how, favorite bars how have How are their wine lists? 
I'm pretty sure. Are they, they adequate? Pretty sure they do not have a glass of wine <laughs> in all my favorite bars. Not that I've been in any of them for uh, coming this Sunday, 15 years. So. Excellent. Excellent. So at the risk of uh, bludgeoning this uh, story uh, far beyond what, well, not far beyond, but beyond what it deserves, the congressional report on the Wuhan lab leak actually has some really interesting revelations. I'd like to touch on that if we have time. Yeah. So the one that came out the other day that this whole thing started in September of 2019, China had this thing. They knew about it in September. And they actively began covering it up that early. And we were getting it maybe in December, maybe November, December, but we were we weren't really talking about it until February, March. That's how long it had been bouncing around. That's troubling. Anyway, yeah, we got a, a lot of info on that. And always, you can text us four one five two nine five KFTC. Former CDC Director Robert Redfield told our own Sanjay Gupta in a new CNN documentary that he believes COVID-19 originated from a lab in Wuhan, even though obviously there has been no formal evidence to support the theory. You know, the lab leak theory doesn't seem like a plausible theory unless you aggregate the biggest collection of uh, coronaviruses and put them in a lab. The theory that the virus originated in a lab in Wuhan, China. But tonight, Dr. Anthony Fauci tells National Geographic that, quote, this virus could not have been artificially or deliberately manipulated. Both scientists and the U.S. intelligence community agree that this coronavirus was not man-made. That is not a possibility. It, it came from a natural source. It didn't come from a lab. A lot of people on the right love that phrase, escape from the lab, because it sounds like something from a Marvel movie or a comic book. It sounds like they're talking about a man-made virus that China was weaponizing that got out of control. That's Our media some, blows. Right, I was about to say, that's some really bad journalism. Now, some of that they didn't know. Um, at the time, but some of it, if they'd have put a little effort into it, they would have been able to figure out that the people that are telling you, those scientists you're quoting, are on the take, more or less, from uh, the world of uh, gain-of-function research. They get lots of money from this. Well, and or they've unleashed the, the deadliest plague perhaps to ever strike mankind, and they don't particularly want people to know it. So this is interesting. This just came across a bipartisan group of senators are demanding a thorough review of U.S. funding for Chinese gain-of-function research. Yeah. Yep. I like Sorry, this. Peter Dazak. Sorry, uh, Anthony Fauci. I like the sound of that. So the new congressional report that came out uh, the other day, I finally got a chance to digest it and dig into it. And and, nine t- and Josh Rogan's done some great writing uh, in the Washington Post about this. Uh, 19 months after the start of the pandemic, the Chinese government continues to actively thwart a real investigation into the origin of COVID-19. And the House Foreign Affairs Committee minority staff, led by Michael McCall of Texas, released an 84-page addendum to their previously issued report. It focuses on whether the Wuhan Institute of Virology could have been the source of the outbreak. It also presents extensive evidence that the international community may need to revise its timeline of the outbreak. 
They said, and you probably heard this, they believe the outbreak, uh, the virus leaked sometime in late August or early September of 2019. And when they realized what happened, Chinese Communist Party officials and scientists at the WIV began frantically covering up the leak. But it was too late. The virus was already spreading through Wuhan. So immediately, the response to the leak was a cover-up. In January 2020, Chinese researchers reported first confirmed cases, tried to tie it to the wet market. We all heard that garbage. As the committee's final report notes, the Wuhan Institute of Virology took its main public virus database offline in mid-September 2019. It had always been online, and nobody ever explained why. Plus, dozens of athletes from several countries who attended the 2019 Military World Games in Wuhan late October reported they came down with COVID-like illnesses while they were in Wuhan or shortly after returning home. Uh, Committee also references commercially available satellite imagery that shows a huge increase in hospital visits in Wuhan in September and October. Wait, there's more. The committee staff also unearthed an archived version of a contract competition for a new $1.3 million security service procurement project issued by the Wuhan Institute in mid-September, the same day the virus database went mysteriously offline. And four days later, they announced a new contract competition to completely renovate its air conditioning systems for an estimated $606 million. Uh, da, da, da. The committee goes into extensive detail about the Wuhan Institute of Virology's documented research, modifying bat coronaviruses. Keep in mind the smug Chris Hayes there saying there's no way this is a man-made Marvel movie super virus. No, it's fairly well-known viral research with Peter Daszak and Anthony Fauci have engaged in and funded that got out of the lab. It's none of that exciting stuff, you stupid smug idiot. And then the report <laughs> singles out. Peter Daszak, the head of the U.S. government-funded nonprofit organization EcoHealth Alliance, who awarded several subgrants to the Wuhan Institute, worked closely for years with their main bat lady, Shi Zheng Li. Daszak, instrumental in organizing the infamous letter in February 2020th that the mainstream media leapt on and said, any idea that it was a lab leak is a stupid, stupid conspiracy theory. Daszak was the only American on the WHO's study mission to China, which the WHO has recently disavowed, and the Lancet Commission on COVID-19 recently removed Daszak from its team. God, isn't Daszak, isn't he criminally liable for something? A cover-up at least. Uh, uh, Some sort of malpractice? Aren't you, uh, like, uh, couldn't a reasonable person, you know, reasonable... Uh, person standard for juries and that sort of thing. Couldn't a reasonable person expect a scientist with his knowledge to uh, have known what was going on and told us? And if you didn't do that, you're criminally liable yeah, for the death. Yeah. Your, your negligence um, uh, should make you liable in some way, I would think. Well, and, and upping my enthusiasm for the idea is the fact that he didn't just keep his mouth shut. He actively covered up the malfeasance and covered up for the Chinese communists for an extended time and lined up the media to help him. And they went along like the idiot lemmings they are. God, I, I haven't heard anybody say this and maybe lawyers are laughing right now, but like if I, um, I don't know if I gave you something to eat or drink that I knew was poison and it killed you, I would be, I would be, uh, I would be held responsible for that. He let this go knowing what it could do to the world. 
Okay, how about this? Let's bring it a little closer. You're a consultant at a chemical plant, and you know that the chemical plant has leaked an incredibly dangerous substance, and it's gotten into the ground. And you don't say anything. Not only do you not say anything, you deny that it's even conceivable that that dangerous substance would have come from your plant. How would you not be liable for some of the, the cost or deaths? I don't. Well, part of it has to do with the fact that it's cross border. It's international. But, um, yeah, I, I think he is clearly an evil, evil okay. human being. Even if it's not an actual court of law, the public, the court of public opinion should be he should be he should be a name. He should become an expression. Hey, don't pull a Dazak. I mean, he right. should he should go down in history like uh, your name is mud. You know, the the famous Dr. Mudd, your name is Mudd. Like, s- such a famous name for doing something so horrific. This guy, this guy, he might be the most responsible single human being on Earth for 4 million deaths and $28 trillion spent. Nobody, it's possible. The, 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 the Chinese, they could have done something about it, but they're the Communist Party. As far as somebody yeah, could assume actually, they're going to be evil. Yeah, as far as somebody who could actually have done something about this, Dazag guy might be on the hook more than anybody. Yeah, pretty unfortunately, awful. all those mainstream medias who uh, media outlets who were uh, just uh, hilariously laughing at the idea of a lab leak and poo-pooing it, calling it conspir- debunk conspiracy theories, mocking anybody who dared even ask the question. They're not super anxious to make a big deal of this. So we'll get to this next hour, hour four. If you don't uh, get that, go to the podcast Armstrong and one day. After the Biden White House says, hey, the CDC doesn't have the constitutional authority to extend the moratorium on evictions. One day after the White House said that, the CDC extended the moratorium on evictions, uh, even though they know it's likely unconstitutional and the CDC is messing around in somebody else's sandbox. But it happened. We'll tell you about it. Armstrong and Getty.